welcome to another episode of Atlas Analysis. Today, we are joined by the Modern Insurgents founder, Antoine Brimbal. Welcome. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to see nice. that finally we have our own podcast and stuff, so it's exciting. It's a pleasure to finally have you on. And today, we're going to be talking about the front for the liberation of the enclave of Cabinda. So, it's going to be interesting. So, let's start sure. off. Who are they? What, what kind of group are they? What do they stand for? Right, so, the Front for the Liberation of the Enclave of Cabinda. It's a really long name, so we'll just say FDC. <laughs> That's the abbreviation they go by. It's the sort of group that no one knows exists because they don't even know what region of the world they're, they're really fighting in, you know? Um, what's interesting about Cabinda is it belongs technically. Well, let's say technically because obviously it's a separatist cause. Um, but technically it belongs to Angola and it dates all the way back to, let's say, Portugal's colonies in Africa. Um, and it's an interesting separatist group because instead of fighting against, let's say, Angola or the country that, you know, let's say owns in, in parentheses the, the territory, they're fighting against both Portugal and Angola uh, because the enclave has always been in that sort of gray zone of the treaties that they were signing and stuff. Um, and it's a pretty violent group. Um, you know, and they have a lot of international funding. We'll get to it as well in this in this episode. But uh, France, you know, no surprise, you know, we're talking about an African rebel group. Who would have thought? But France is a group that is directly linked to funding the FEDC. Um, and yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one because they've also obviously fought against innocence. They have a lot of uh, scandals for bombing, let's say, football buses of the, the Togo football team bus attack in, in 2010. So it was just a Togo football national team, you know, going to Angola and the FLEC bombed it. So they have that sort of um, ambiguous reputation, if we can say, especially in the media, because not many people know them. So when they do appear on the media, it's for their actions. So it's it's an interesting group for sure. Um, and yeah, if you want, we can dive into the history straight away because that's going to take quite a while, honestly. Yeah, definitely, man. So w when and where did it kind of get started? Right. So it's also that is also a bit of a sticky one. I think the best way to start would be, let's say, 1885 during the Berlin Conference. Um, I think almost everyone that's going to listen to this knows what the Berlin Conference is. Uh, basically, when the European powers decided to meet up in Berlin, uh, meet up is obviously a, an easy way of describing it. And they decided on how to split up uh, their African colonies. Um, and in the Berlin Conference in 1885, there was one specific treaty that was signed called the Treaty of Simulambuco. Uh, and that was, let's say, Portugal's agreement um, in terms of what, you know, what territories within Africa they would have. Um, and so, it, you know, that treaty established Cabinda as a Portuguese territory. To give you a bit of geographical understanding, if you look at Angola, um, right above it, you have the sort of Congo River and then you have the Cabinda province. So what's interesting is Cabinda doesn't actually touch Angola at all. It's an, I mean, as it, you know, it's an, it's an enclave clearly. So it's uh, right above the DRC. And that's what makes it really, really interesting. It's kind of wrapped inside of the DRC in between the Congo. Um, and so when we're talking about the cultures within Cabinda, it's extremely different to those in Angola. They had, uh, you know, before the treaty of uh, Simulambuco in 1885, the tribes there and the kingdoms there were different to those in Angola. Um, obviously, that's one of the things that almost always happened with the Berlin Conference. Uh, you know, every time they split up some territory, that's usually how it went. Um, but it's worth noting that the colonization of Cabinda was actually one of the least violent 
colonization campaigns in Africa. So when Portugal got ownership of Cabinda, it was almost in agreement with the kingdoms there, which is quite interesting. Um, and you can, you know, obviously you can contrast that to Portugal's colonization of Mozambique, which was extremely violent. Um, and so Portugal sort of had that two-faced to them, that one side where, okay, sure, they're, they're you know, they're massacring people in Mozambique, but then in Cabinda, they actually managed to do it pretty, pretty well, if, if you can say so. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's the right starting point. We say the 1885 Treaty of Simulambuco because that makes Cambinda a Portuguese territory. And so that goes on, actually. Um, but there's still groups in Cabinda, especially in the late 1960s, that are forming, uh, including the FEC, to really fight against Portugal. They want independence from Portugal. Um, they don't want to be affiliated with the state anymore. Um, and things get really, really complicated in 1970, let's say like four or five, because in 74, that's when there's the coup d'etat in Portugal. So you've had the separatist cause in Cabinda, where the fighters there are fighting against the Portuguese state. But then in 74, there isn't really a specific enemy anymore because there was a coup d'etat, the Portuguese, let's say, entire government is reforming. So it's a bit complicated for what Cabinda does. Now, Portugal does a weird thing. They sign a treaty with uh angola and basically cabinda becomes the territory of angola um, so that's when things get complicated as they usually do with uh you know let's say like more african separatist causes we see that also with the m23 in congo there's always a lot of gray zones um a lot of crazy stuff that takes a lot of time to understand but that's in simplified terms generally we can say that you know after the coup d'etat in 74 angola gains independence from portugal and now and Cabinda wants it too, but instead it just becomes a part of Angola. So since then, the FEDC has been fighting against both Angola and Portugal. Um, and obviously, this is why I'm saying it's complicated, is because then you have some people within the FEDC who don't agree. They say, oh no, we should be happy with Angolan uh, governance. We were just against the Portuguese. Uh, we're very similar to the Angolans. And so then you have a splinter. You have the FEDC that splinters into a bunch of other movements. Thanks for listening to this preview. If you want to listen to the full episode, along with many other exclusive ones, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash moderninsurgent. You'll find the rest of our Atlas Analysis episodes on there exclusively. Thank you.